The thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyal Afwakwa. Pastor Afwakwa is the founder and general overseer of Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen well let's come to the book of Isaiah chapter 43 verse 15 to 19 I'm the Lord your God the Holy One of Israel the creator of Israel your king verse 16 that saith the Lord which maketh a way in the sea and a path in the mighty waters good verse 17 which bringeth forth the chariot and the horse the army and the power they shall lie down together. They shall not rise. They are extinct. They are quenched as though. Verse 18. Remember ye not the former things. Neither consider the things of. Oh say. Neither consider the things of. Behold I do a. Now it shall. Shall you not. I will even make a way. In the wilderness. Great. So on the first night, I spoke to you about four things you must do in order to participate or become a partaker of God's agenda of newness for us in 2021. One part with the old. Somebody say part with the old. That's the first part of the teaching. It says, remember, you know, the former things part with the old. Number two, perceive, perceive. You need spiritual perception. That's why I said one of the things that should form a part, an integral part of your prayer expectation for the year is your ability to perceive the leadership of the Holy Spirit. God will be coming to you in diverse ways. He'll be speaking to you in your quiet moments. He'll be speaking to you in our prayer sessions. He'll be speaking to you during your own quiet times. And you need to be able to pick it and act fast. Sometimes people debate God and they delay their own progress and results. You have to learn to pick the voice of the Holy Spirit fast and act on it. Because newness comes from the Holy Spirit. Number three, you have to prepare. Somebody say prepare. Prepare, prepare. I believe in preparation. And the fasting is actually part of a preparation for the year. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs 16 verse 1, the preparations of the heart is a man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. The preparations of the heart. Somebody say the preparations of the heart. The preparations of the heart. Where is it? It's a man. God will never prepare you. He can prepare things for you, but you have to prepare yourself. I have not seen nor yet, neither have it entered into the heart of men the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Things are prepared, but they are delivered to you when you are also prepared. So we need to prepare ourselves. And one way we prepare ourselves is through fasting and prayer. Somebody say fasting and prayer. Okay, and then number three is participate in the new. Participate in the new. Participate in the new. You can easily be cut off from the new. I'm going to continue from this. And I'm teaching on embracing your season of newness. Embracing your season of newness through prayer and fasting. Embracing your season of newness. I'm going to be reading a long passage. And we'll be reading it together so I don't lose you. Okay. 
Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10 is a very powerful scripture. The whole book of Acts has to do with new things. Somebody say new things. The book of Acts is a book about new things. In the book of Acts, we see something born that had been prophesied many years ahead. We see a new language given. We see many new things were started. The church of Jesus was born right from the book of Acts. Let's look at Acts chapter 10 verse 1 to 8. Acts chapter 10 verse 1 to 8. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band. Two, look at this. A devout man, one that feared God with all his house which gave much arms to the people and prayed to God. Did you see how he started his life? Look at it. He said he gave arms and prayed. The same thing I was talking about. The arms comes before the prayer. In a vision, evidently about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming to him and saying unto him, Cornelius. You see the kind of people God gives visions to? Givers and prayer warriors. Yeah, he was in prayer and he was a giver. May God give you fresh wishes. <laughs> While he was praying and giving, God visited him. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers. Did you see that? Thy prayers only have come to me. Is that what is written there? Thy prayers and what? Thy arms I come up for a memorial before God. Do you understand what a memorial is? A memorial is something that is a permanent reminder. God looks at it and reminds. I, I'm just, my mind is just immediately taken to Genesis. When the man Noah offered an offering to the Lord. And then God smelled a good smell and said, Noah, I made a decision at first. But by your art, I have revoked that decision. Praise God. Negative decisions have been revoked in your favor. I said in this new year, 2021, negative decisions shall be revoked in your favor. In the mighty name of Jesus. He says, thy prayers and thy arms are come unto me for a memorial before God. This fast, your prayer will go before God as a memorial. Your arms given were sent to him as a memorial. In the mighty name of Jesus. Now let's quickly go ahead. Five. Now send men to Joppa. Oh, I like this. Send men. Somebody say, send men. God will show you what you need to do to be blessed. This man had been praying all through, but he didn't know his way around. He was religious, but didn't have connection with God. And his prayer and his arms opened the door. God says, send men. Listen, when God gets ready to change your status and to transform you and bless you, the people he sends are usually not angels. They are men. Praise God. And that's why this year you need to be very sensitive in the way you manage people around you. When the man Abraham needed a child, one day he was just sitting in front of his house when three men appeared. Three men appeared. He didn't know they were God men. Some of the people you'll be meeting in buses and in transport stations and in your workplaces, don't mistake everybody to be a man. Some of them are God-sent angels. And I pray that your eyes will be open to see them. I pray that you will be quick enough to pick them. In the mighty name of Jesus. Now listen, when God sends you a man, a supernatural, when God comes to you in the form of a man, you don't need a natural eye to see it. You need a spiritual eye. That's why I talked about perception earlier. And I'll be talking about perception a lot. Because most of the time, it's not what God is not doing. It's what we are not perceiving. There are so many things God is doing. But if you can't perceive it, 
you run at a loss. Elisha, the Shunammite woman was there. And Elisha was passing it somewhere. Never went branch to the house. He said, I perceive that this man has what it takes. I perceive this man is an holy man of God. Spoke to the husband. He says, you know what? Let's give him some space so he can come and lie here. The moment that was made immediately, the night Elijah slept, that was the night he thought of the woman and saw, ah, this woman, what, what will be done for you? The things you are praying for and you are going to be praying for, listen to me. They are not with God, they are with men. They are not with God, they are with what? They are with men. When you ask God for anything, what God does that he speaks to a man and the man must release it to you. And sometimes when the man is releasing it and you, are, you, you can't see the man, you'll be fighting the man. Sometimes you'll be fighting the man. Sometimes you'll be avoiding their call. But this year you'll be sensitive to everyone. Shout, I believe it. Shout, I believe it. Good. Now send men to Joppa and send for Simon whose name is Peter. Now, I want you to follow this reading closely because everything I'm going to be sharing will come from here. He's lodging with Simon. This is a detailed description. May this time of fasting and prayer brings you into a realm of visions and revelations. Visions and revelations. In the mighty name of Jesus, Paul said, I will come to visions and revelations. He's lodging with Simon, a tanner, whose house is by the sea. What a detailed description. Listen, the Holy Spirit guides you. In 2021, he will guide you. I said 2021, he will guide you. The right man to marry, you'll be guided to him. The right woman to marry, you'll be guided to him. The right places to make investment, you shall be guided. Shout, I believe it. He said he's lodging. Whose house is by the beach side? He will tell you what you must do. Praise God. This year, may you hear what you must do. He will tell you. He will tell you. And I pray that as God comes your way through us in this season of fasting and prayer with various instructions, may you embrace the instructions and do so. Shout a better amen. amen. Now, when the angel who spoke to him had departed, Cornelius called two of his household servants and a devout soldier from among those who waited on him continually. So when he had explained all these things to them, he sent them to Joppa. No delay. May you not delay your blessing this year. 9 to 16. The next day, as they went on their journey and drew near the city, Peter went up on the housetop to pray about the seventh, the sixth hour. Now, this story is talking about God getting ready to do something new. Peter is going to be used to birth something new. And then Cornelius is also ready to experience something new. So in both ends, these were people who were standing on the threshold of newness. And there is something they needed, both of them were doing, that I believe contributed to their participating in what God was set to do. Take note, Peter was where? On the housetop to pray about the set hour. Then he became very hungry and wanted to eat. This fasting, you'll be hungry. And when you become hungry, refuse to eat. Good to see you. Good to see you. Is that uh, Meshach? No, that's not Meshach. That's Ben. Ben. Good. Praise God. He says, he wanted to eat. He wanted to eat. But while they made the food ready, he fell into a trance. Ah! 
This fast, when you feel like eating, may the Holy Ghost fall upon you like a deep sleep. Because some of you, if a deep trance does not fall on you, eat. You see, there are things that happen when you fast. One of them is that you'll be hungry. Oh, pastor, in this fasting, I'm feeling hungry. Pow. Listen, if you fast and you don't feel hungry, then you are, you are not fasting. You'll be hungry. You'll feel weak, especially the first three days. First three days. You'll be having some weird headache. It is Satan trying to get your attention that the fasting is touching him. Praise God. When you feel the headache, you must understand that you, are, you have just started the process. Nobody gets used to fasting. I said nobody gets used to what? Fasting. Nobody gets used to fasting. You don't say, I've gained so much experience in fasting that when, I, me, when I'm fasting, I don't feel anything. It's not true. When you start, you will feel something. This morning, when I woke up, uh, the way I was feeling, <laughs> yeah, I was telling mommy, the way I was feeling, and myself and the pastors, we are not starting today. We started uh, earlier before you. Usually by this time, I started my uh, some, some period a little bit earlier than all my pastors. But usually by this time, I said, James, I should be feeling normal. But this one, the way I was feeling, I, I said, <laughs> yeah. When you cross the first week, usually things should settle in and everything should be fine. But, but the devil is a liar. <laughs> we experience newness this year. Shout our experience newness. Yeah. So you will feel the same things I'm feeling. And God will help you when the time comes. He says, then he became very hungry and wanted to eat. But while they made ready, he fell into a trance. Now look at this. He saw heaven open and an object like a great sheet bound at the four corners. Descended to him and led down to the earth. Look at verse 12. In it were all kinds of four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, creeping things, and birds of the air. A voice came to him, Arise, Peter, kill and eat, verse 13. But Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything common or unclean. I'll come and talk about this. Because in the year of newness, you have to learn never to say never. There are things you should never say. I will never do this. I have never done this. Listen, you may have never done it, but God may be calling you to do it. And that's what newness is all about. He said, I have never. A lot of people block their opportunities because they want to stay with what they are familiar with. Praise God. This is not a year of the familiar. This is a year of trying things you've never tried before. This is a year of meeting people you've never met before. This is a year of dealing with people you naturally have a difficulty dealing with. Am I communicating somebody at all? There are some people, they may be very difficult to deal with, but the moment you are able to get your way around them, everything about them opens up. And I pray that the wisdom to persist until your breakthrough will be your portion. Somebody give me a better amen. amen. Give me a better amen. amen. I have never eaten anything that is unclean or common. Verse 15. This was done three times. Now, this is very important. Because all this while, there was something that Cornelius was doing. If he had left what God was about to do to Peter alone, it would never have been done. It would never have been done. And this is why the one God is going to use as a channel to do new things, and the one who is going to experience new things, both of them need to position themselves right. Peter was in a fast, but we'll very soon see what Cornelius was also doing, whether he was eating and drinking. We'll see it. 
This was done three times and the object was taken up into heaven again. Verse 17. Now while Peter wondered within which, within himself, what this vision which he had seen meant, behold, the man who had been sent from Cornelius had made inquiry for Simon's house and stood before the gate. Amazing. <laughs> and they called and asked whether Simon, whose surname was Peter, was lodging there. Verse 19. While Peter thought about the vision, the spirit said to him, Behold, three men are seeking you. Arise therefore, go down and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. <laughs> then Peter went down to the men who had been sent to him from Cornelius and said, Yes, I am he whom you seek. For what reason have you come? And they said, Cornelius, the centurion, a just man, one who fears God and has a good reputation among all the nation of the Jews, was divinely instructed by the holy angel to summon you to his house and to hear words from you. Then he invited him in and lodged them. On the next day, Peter went away with them and some brethren from Joppa accompanied him. Wow, Peter was blessed. Yeah, his house was large. May God give you a large house. The following day, they entered Caesarea. Now Cornelius was waiting for them and he had called together his relatives and close friends. 25. As Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. 26. But Peter lifted him up, saying, Stand up, I myself am also a man. 27. And as he talked with him, he went in and found many who had come together. 28. Then he said to them, you know how unlawful it is. Oh, Peter, Peter. After all that the Holy Ghost has done, Peter was still resisting. This year, nobody will be able to resist what God is about to do. He said, you have come. God told him, go. Don't doubt anything. He says, you know how lawful it is for a Jewish man to keep company with or go to one of another nation. But God has shown me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Praise God. I don't have time to fully give you detailed explanation of every step, but that's why I'm reading the text so that you can pick it up from it. But the reason why God showed him and he said, don't call anything that is unclean was just what Peter is explaining here. Therefore, I came without objection. Do you agree Peter came without objection? Uh, how many of you agree Peter came without objection? <laughs> he said, therefore, I came without objection as soon as I was sent for. I asked, then, for what reason have you sent for me? It's as if the man is in a hurry. Tell me what you want me to hear so that I can go quickly because I don't want to be here. This year, people who don't want to be available will be used to bless you. In the mighty name of Jesus. They'll be angry, but they'll be doing what they are doing. Praise God. They'll be angry. They'll be talking. Ah, me cry. I don't, why are you disturbing me like this? Then they'll be signing the check for you. Then they'll be promoting you. Then they'll be opening new doors for you. Can somebody shout an amen at all? That's what God is said to do. Look at Cornelius. Please follow here. This is where I need you to be awake. So Cornelius said, Four days ago, I was doing what? Eating and drinking. Chopping trophy. Four days ago, I was what? Fasting until this hour. And at the ninth hour, I prayed in my house. He fasted and prayed in his house. 
You must be praying in your house and will be praying in the house of God here. Fasted and prayed. Behold, a man stood before me in the bride clothing. 31. And said, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard. I declare to you our prayers are heard already. In the mighty name of Jesus. He said, before you call, I will answer. And that is why I stand on the authority of the infallible word of God. And I declare the heavens are already open unto us. In the name of Jesus. As we lift up our voices all through this week and all through this month. In endless intercessions, supplications, and petitions. The heavens will come through for you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So it shall be in our lives. Please take your seat. He says, Cornelius, your prayers has been heard. And your arms are remembered in the sight of God. Praise God. Your arms. Your prayers and your arms. Your prayers and your arms. A threefold cord cannot easily be broken. Verse 32. Oh. Send therefore to Joppa and call Simon, whose surname is Peter. He's lodging in the house. So he gave him all the narration. And when he comes, he will speak to you. Go to verse 33. So I sent to you immediately, and you have done well to come. Now therefore, we are all present before God to hear all the things God commanded you by God. Praise God. Now, so that's what I'm saying. You know, when Jesus was on earth, he told them clearly that they should not go to the way of the Gentiles. I want you to see something. In the book of Matthew 15, 24. Matthew 15, 24. There was a woman who came to Jesus and she was not a Jew and wanted deliverance. Matthew 15, 24. And he answered and said to her, I am not sent but unto the lordship of the house of Israel. When Jesus came on earth, his ministry never went beyond the regions of Israel. He limited his ministry to the area of Israel. When somebody came, he said, I am not sent. That's why when his disciples, you know, the Samaritans were racially mixed. Jews mixed with some other people. So these people were usually looked upon. And then there were the Gentiles who didn't have any trace of Jewish blood in them at all. Jesus said, I did not come to anywhere but to the Lordship of Israel. Again, Matthew chapter 10 verse 5 to 6. Matthew 10 5 to 6. These 12 Jesus sent forth and commanded them saying... Do not go into the way of the Gentiles. Did you see that? Do not go into the way of the Gentiles and do not enter into the city of the Samaritans. Okay. But go rather to the lordship of the house of Israel. I want you to appreciate that fasting and prayer has always played a vital role in the birth of new things. Somebody say the birth of new things. New things. Every time a new thing was about to come into reality, fasting and prayer has always been an integral part of it. Fasting and prayer. The New Testament church came into existence with fasting and prayer playing a strong role. In the book of Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 31 and 32, God was talking about a new covenant he was about to establish with his people. Now, you must understand we have the old covenant and the new covenant. The new covenant was a covenant that God was defining and was going to enter into a new relationship with all of mankind. 
And he says, Behold, the days are coming, saith the Lord, I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Verse 32. He says, Not according to the covenant I made with their fathers that I took the day I took them out of a land to bring them out of a land of Egypt, which covenant they broke, although I was an husband to them. Now, the new covenant, the foundation of the new covenant is Christ Jesus. So we are told in scripture, in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11, he said, For no other foundation can any man lay, except that which is laid, Christ Jesus. So Jesus is supposed to be the foundation of the new covenant. In other words, if Jesus is not born, or if Jesus is killed, the new covenant cannot come into reality. Are you following what I'm teaching? Now, before the new covenant came into reality, prophecies concerning it had gone ahead. According to the book of Isaiah chapter 9, verse 5, 6 to 7. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. That was clearly declared. Now, that was prophecy. According to Galatians chapter 4 and verse number 4, the Bible said, but when the fullness of time was come. So that prophecy needed to, the time for it needed to be a reality. And when the time came, the Bible said, when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law. You, you obviously know that he's talking about to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. In the New Testament or the New Covenant, we receive adoption as sons. For it to become a reality, Jesus had to be born, Jesus had to be nurtured, and Jesus had to grow. But you will be surprised to see that but for the endless fasting and prayers of a woman by the name of Anna, Jesus would have died. You see, nothing just happens in the realm of the spirit. Most of the time, things happen and people think that it's just a coincidence or luck. There is no luck in the realm of the spirit. Everything is strategically be programmed for. Look at the book of uh, Luke chapter 2 verse 36 and 38 with me. There was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Fanua of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age and lived with her husband seven years from her virginity. All right, seven years from her virginity. So she lived, married, and lived with her husband for seven years. Now, if she married at the age 12, that means that she lived till about 19 years. Praise God. And the husband passed. From 19 to 84, she was a widow of about four score and four, score and four years. Four score and four years means 84. She lived for 84 years with the partner from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers. Now, this is where Jesus is born. They bring Jesus to the temple, and this woman appears there. Look at verse 38. All she was doing, she coming in instant, gave thanks likewise unto the Lord, and spoke to him all that looked for redemption in Israel. Are you following what I'm teaching? This woman played a vital role in the redemptive work God was bringing on the earth. Praise God. I believe it was a prayer that turned into dreams and visions to Joseph that was making Joseph to receive prompt visions to hide Jesus and run away because at the time Jesus was born, he could have easily been killed. I mean, the time the, the Magi, they met uh, Herod. Herod could have given them some stupid money and they would have just led him to the place. This is a boy. We saw him now. Kill him now. But it didn't happen. Praise God. Every step of the way, God stepped in and made sure that he was delivered. Why? 
because fasting and prayer was playing a vital role. Praise God. Played a vital role. Something new was about to be born. The new covenant was about to be established. And yet, fasting and prayer was needed. When Jesus himself came, before he started the whole project, he went to be with God in 40 days of prayer and fasting. Praise God. Again, we look at the indwelling. These are just some few new things that were birthed or came into manifestation through the altar of fasting and prayer. The Holy Spirit, the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. Now listen to me again. In the days of the Old Testament, what used to happen was that the Holy Spirit used to come upon people. So you read in the scriptures, and the Spirit of God came upon Samson, and then he tore all kinds of things. That's what was happening at the time. But when Jesus was speaking in the book of John chapter 14, verse 16 to 17, he said a new dispensation is coming. The Holy Spirit, which used to come upon you, is now coming not just upon you, he's going to be in you and live in you. That is a new order. And for this new order to be a reality, in the book of Luke chapter 24, verse 49, stay awake and try and follow hard what I'm teaching. I'm compressing a lot of information, but you need it. Praise God. In order for that to become a reality, the Bible says they have to fast. Jesus told them, tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. That's what Jesus told them. Before the Holy Ghost could become real to them in their lives, they had to tarry. Now, in the book of Acts chapter 1, verse 12 to 14, Acts 12, 1 to 14, the Bible said, then they returned to Jerusalem. Somebody say, return to Jerusalem. Now, let's, let's start from Acts chapter 1, verse 4 to 5. Acts chapter 1, verse 4 to 5. You want to see new things. How many of us want to see new things? I'm just showing you the foundation to getting new things. Being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. What was the promise of the Father? The indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. He says, which he said, you have heard from me, verse 5. He says, verse 5, for truly John baptized you with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days from now. Now go to verse number 12. Therefore, they returned to Jerusalem. They returned to where? Jer what were they doing in Jerusalem? Wait, like we are doing this week. Wait, they were to return to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day journey. Verse 13, when they were coming, they continued. They went to the upper room where they were staying. Peter, James, all of those are names. Verse 14, this all, somebody say this all. This week, when we begin the fast, all of us shall be involved. May we all be involved. He said, this all continue with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus and his brothers. This all continue. This all. Now come to Acts chapter 2 verse 1. Usually it's Acts chapter 2 verse 1 that a lot of people want to experience. We want it quick. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Spectacular experience, supernatural happenings began. But what people don't know, that Acts chapter 2 would never have happened if Acts chapter 1 had not happened. This was the beginning of new things. Though. In Acts chapter 2, every new thing began. All the new things began in Acts chapter 2. Everything Jesus has spoken to them began to happen. Right from there, the Holy Ghost came and everything turned around. Praise God. But they had to wait. Somebody say wait. They had to wait. Fasting and prayer. They were there. Waiting. Do you know? That that instruction to wait was given to about 500 people. When Jesus rose up, 
according to 1 Corinthians, we are told he appeared to 500 people plus. But those who waited were 120. That's why it is recorded. Those who waited were 120. And they were the people who featured in what God was doing. 2021, you feature in what God is doing. I said you feature in what God is doing. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Another new thing, the revelation of the gospel of grace to Apostle Paul. It happened with when he spent extensive time in fasting and prayer. I've already talked about this. The revelation of the gospel of grace to Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul, who was endowed with strange levels of revelation. In fact, Peter at a point had to admit that Paul was given some unusual dimensions of wisdom. And it came unto him. Paul was talking and said, the revelation I've been given is not the revelation I lent. Look at Galatians 1 verse 11 to 12. This is new revelation. Somebody say new revelation. This is Paul speaking. He said, but I certify, brethren, that the gospel which I preach of me is not after man. So it's new. It's not after man. Now go to verse 12. For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it. That means it's completely new. Somebody say completely new. The revelation he accessed did not come through schooling. It didn't come. He received it by revelation from the Holy Spirit. He said, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. How did all of this happen? Go to verse 15 to 17. He said, but when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace to reveal his son in me, that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood. Now go to verse 17. Neither did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me, but I went to Arabia. Go and find out what he did in Arabia. <laughs> Most of the time, when we see people shining and walking in some levels of supernatural blessings and grace, we think they are just lucky. Praise God. When Apostle Paul came, he went to Arabia. And for three years, he was there. Nobody knew what he was doing there. But I'm sure one of the things this man, who was a fasting addict, he said in fastings often, in prayers, night and day, he, this man must have been fasting. Everybody who went to the wilderness caught some revelation. When John was left in the island of Patmos, we saw the things he saw. He saw amazing things. When Paul spent time, also in Arabia, he came with amazing truths. Amazing truths. New things will never happen in your life if you don't learn to wait before God who is the author of new things. Spending time with the God of new things ushers you into a season of new things. I don't know what you are trusting God for 2021 and I don't know what you are believing God for, but I know God is setting us on a trajectory of uncommon speed this year. God is set to do amazing things in our life this year. And no, none of us will be left out in this show. That is why we are setting the stage very, very hot with this fasting and prayer. Five ways prayer and fasting ushers you into new things. Number one, prayer and fasting gives birth to new visions and dreams. Somebody say new visions and dreams. Prayer and fasting ushers us into new things by giving birth to new visions and dreams. New visions and dreams. And in this fasting and prayer, God will open your eyes to see new things. In the mighty name of Jesus, new visions and dreams. Look at the Bible said, call unto me and I will answer thee and I will show you. 2021, may God show you new things. He said, I will show you things which you have no idea of. Great and mighty things which you have no idea of. Jeremiah 1, 12 to 
uh, 11 to 12, he said, Moreover, the Lord came unto me. What seest thou? He said, I see the rod of an almond tree. He said, Thou hast seen well, for I will hasten my way to perform it. In this year, may you see clearly. I said, may you see clearly. Now listen, newness begins with new vision. If you cannot see your way clear, you can't find your way to where God wants you to be. New vision, new dreams. New vision, new dreams. The future you cannot see is not a future you can feature in. Praise God. God brought Abraham out. He said, lift up your eyes and look from the place where thou art. For all the land which thou seest, I'll give unto you. In this fast is my prayer that God will open your spirit up into new levels of revelations and visions. In the mighty name of Jesus, new dreams will be born. New businesses will be born. New ideas will flow. Shout, I receive it. Number two, prayer and fasting makes you sensitive and open to the guidance of the Holy Spirit who is a custodian of new things. Cornelius fasted, he saw visions. Peter fasted, he saw visions. I'm not saying that in the fast, just be saying, God, show me vision, show me vision. That's not what I'm saying. But let your spirit be open. If you go asking for visions, you may see something you don't have to see. Praise God. Prayer and fasting makes you sensitive and open to the guidance of the Holy Spirit, who is the custodian of new things. You know, the Bible says, eyes have not seen or ear heard, neither have it entered into the heart of men, the things which God has revealed. But he has revealed them unto us by what? His Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is the custodian of new things. Every new thing concerning your life, your marriage, your business is with the Holy Spirit. How will he open up to you when you tarry? In the book of Acts of the 13, verse 1, 2, 3, the Bible says, There were in the church at Antioch certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas and Simon, which was called uh, Niger, Lucius of Syrian, and many. Go to verse 2. The Bible said, As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, In this fast, may you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. May the Holy Spirit speak to you clearly. In the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody trusting God for a job, he will tell you where to send your application. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Shout, I believe it. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah 14 verse 17, I'm the Lord that God, the Holy One of Israel. I'm the Lord who teacheth thee to profit and leadeth thee in the way which thou shouldest go. There's a way you must go this year. This year you will not miss that way. There is a person you must meet this year. This year you will not miss that person. Shout, I believe it. The Bible said there is a way that seemed right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. But when you tarry with God and acknowledge him in all your ways, he makes sure that your steps shall be divinely ordered. 2021, my topmost prayer for you is that your steps shall be divinely ordered by God. May the Lord order your steps. In the mighty name of Jesus. God will order your steps aright. God will lead you in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. In the mighty name of Jesus. Take your seat. He said, oh Lord, this is a prophet speaking. Oh Lord, I know the way of man is not in himself. When you trust yourself, oh, I've done all the calculations. You will calculate your destiny into ground. Uh, ground. Done all the calculations. If we A, B, A, uh, multiply A by this thing. It's not that life doesn't work like that. Oh 
oh Lord, I know the way of man is not in himself. This is what he's saying. It is not man who walks to direct his steps. That's Jeremiah. Your steps will be ordered. I said your steps will be ordered. The more you spend time in prayer, the more sensitive your spirit becomes to the leadings of the spirit. Now listen, it's not that when you fast, the Holy Spirit speaks to you. He's speaking all the time. But when you fast, your spirit is more open and receptive. Open and receptive. There are people you have been doing business with. There are people who you may even have hired in your establishment and they are wasting your resources, stealing from you you have no idea of. In this fasting and prayer, the Holy Ghost will tell you, let this person go, let that person go. Am I communicating? And I pray that when that voice comes, you will be bold and swift to take action. Can somebody give me an amen? amen. Give me a believing amen. amen. Now, I like this. Number three, prayer and fasting empowers you to silence all adversaries to divinely open doors to new things. May God open to you new doors. Divinely open doors. God opened the door to the Gentiles and the one who was supposed to go and fulfill it was the number one obstacle. He has opened the door of the gospel to the Gentiles. When the Holy Ghost came, because you see, the, <laughs> it's amazing that Peter didn't even see that. Because when Jesus was going, he said, you shall receive power. He had already told them, don't go to the house any other place. Don't go to the Samaritans, don't go to the Gentiles. Before he left but before he left, while he was on it, but before he left, he said, when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, and unto the outermost part of the earth. So when the Holy Ghost came, the door had already been opened to the Gentiles. And Apostle Peter, he says, I, I came without objection. How many of you read that? I came without objection. You saw the objection he raised. God gave him three times before he could convince Peter. You see, there are some people, if you stop praying, they are moved to bring you things, but they'll be sitting on it. But 2021, nobody will sit on anything that belongs to you. Anybody that has a key to a door you must enter, they will open the door without delay. I said they will open the door without delay. Some of you, that door will be open in this week of fasting and prayer. In the mighty name of Jesus. I, I like it when last year, take your seat. The latter part, our last fast for the year, I think in November, when we did the seven days of fasting and prayer, a gentleman here had been working at a place. Many people, he was doing all the work. Many people had gotten opportunity to travel. But his traveling opportunity, one of his bosses had sat on it and said, you won't go anywhere. Praise God. But just before the year ended, when we talked about uh, crowning the year with God's goodness, just before the year ended, God lifted that man. And he traveled and he was just having fun big time. I tell you, anybody who will sit on your way, stand on your way this year, the Holy Ghost will push them out of the way. In the mighty name of Jesus. The Bible says, a great and effectual door is open unto me. And there are many adversaries. Sometimes the adversaries are people you know. But they are not the people you have to deal with. Because anybody who has made himself a blockade on your path, there's a spirit controlling him. Praise God. So if you can deal with the spirit, the way becomes open. Paul said, I have fought the beast of Ephesus. Most of us, we waste our time fighting human beings who are not in charge of what is happening. Take your seat. You waste your time fighting human beings. Create a lot of, listen, spend time, fight them. The Bible says, for we wrestle not against what? Flesh and blood. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. I pity people who take the battle to physical people. 
you'll be defeated. Wage war in the spirit, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare, you wake up in the morning, you step in the office, blood tones. By the time you come, the people who were confused before, their eyes have become clear. Am I communicating here? They're fighting them. I kill you. I kill you. Nobody needs to die for you to rise. Am I communicating here? No, 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 no. The Holy Spirit has a way of claim. Peter made him say, I'm not going. Holy Ghost said, you are not going. The man is still fasting. The man is still praying. He was not on his head. He came. He came and said, tell me, why do you call me? He was angry, but he had come. I tell you, this year, men will be angry, but they will be promoted. They will deliver to you what you need. Shout, I believe it. Pray and fasting. So please, don't, don't sit. I told you, this is marking the beginning of a new decade. How anything begins matters a lot. I know that we like to quote, better is the end of a thing than the beginning. But if you start a race and you start it very poorly, you can quote it all you want, you will still not become the winner. Am I communicating here? Better is the end of a thing than the beginning. You started the thing, the people have gone three hours ahead of you, you say better is the end of it. Will you fly? No, 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 no. Praise God. It's better you start well. That's why they say that when they give birth to you on a mountain, it doesn't take much for you to grow tall. You will rise up. Nothing will limit you. Shout an amen. amen. Number four, prayer and fasting face you with new strength to take on new challenges. Somebody say new challenges. New, newness means new challenges. Newness means new challenges. The Bible says, has thou no no? Has thou no head? You need new strength. Somebody say new strength. Say new strength. New strength. You need new strength. Has thou no no? Has thou no head? The everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainted not, neither is he weary. There is no certain of his understanding. He says, he giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increases strength. Verse 29. He said, even though the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew what? Their strength. They shall renew what? Their strength. That's what we are doing. When we wait on God, we renew our strength. Somebody said, I'm already filled with the Holy Ghost. Well, the Bible says you should be ever filled with the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Not just one time off. Be ever filled. Continuously filled. That is synonymous with being filled and filled again. You have to be filled with all the fullness of God. New strength. They that wait upon the Lord. Because listen, weariness come to all of us. Everybody gets weary at one point in time or the other. The Bible actually says we should not be weary in well doing. So weariness comes to all of us. But the more you learn to wait on God, the quicker he renews your strength. I see your strength renewed. Extensive times of prayer and fasting, number five, prepares you ahead against the evil day. It prepares you ahead against what? The evil day. Prepares you ahead against the evil day. Somebody said, I think it was Dr. McMedock who said that proper preparation prevents poor performance. Proper preparation. Somebody said proper preparation. Prevents poor performance. There are people who are very busy. They are praying against evil day. There are things you don't pray against. Praise God. There are things the Bible says they will come. Like people who pray against offenses. Offenses, you can't stop it. They will come. Bible says they will come. You will rather prepare yourself to rise above offenses. They will come. And one of the things the Bible said will come is evil day. Somebody say evil day. <laughs> Galatians chapter 6, verse 10. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. He said, be strong, don't be weak. 
this fasting, don't be eating your strength away. Be strong in the law and in the power of his might. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10. He said, be strong. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Are you there with me? That's my last test, so please follow. Be strong in the Lord in the power of his might. Verse 11. He said, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand against the wars of a devil. Now look at verse 12. He says, therefore, for we do not rest against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against spiritual hosts of weakness. Verse 13. Verse 13. Let's look at Therefore, take upon you the whole armor of God that you may be able to, that you may be able to, in the evil day, and having done all to stand. The evil day is bound to come. And you know Proverbs 24, 10. He said, when you faint, when the evil day comes, your strength is small. Praise God. And the only way to keep strength from becoming small is to keep on renewing it. Praise God. That's why we are fasting this time. You cannot afford. Temptation comes, you fall. Temptation comes, you rise, you fall, you rise, you fall, you rise. You'll be delaying your progress. This year, you will stand strong. This year, you'll rise above. In the mighty name of Jesus, nothing shall be able to limit you. You are unstoppable. In all your ways this year, advancement and progress shall be the order of your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Pastor Afrakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. To get a copy of this message and other messages as well as books by Pastor Afrakwa, please call 540 or email us at faithhousechapel@yahoo.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afrakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our celebration services. Our first service, 6.30 a.m to 8 a.m. Our second service 8.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. And on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 7.45 p.m. At our church auditorium on the top floor of Nanama Ejakumar Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station Santata Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. God richly bless you.